Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Right? Well, <laughs> now, it's ready. Yeah, that's all right. Because we're doing what God wanted done. So I had a tough time figuring out what I was supposed to preach. <laughs> so I did this big sermon, went and took a nap. I got up and read it, and I thought, so then I, then I was looking at just some old stuff. Guess what? It was about the same thing. Oh, and then I start looking at all these little black books that we, we get. We go to Marietta and, and write notes in it. And it was about every time I turned to something, it was about the same thing. So that's it. <laughs> that, that was it. I, okay, but I see this is what God wanted also. Okay. So, Father, we ask you to open up the eyes of our understanding to flood our hearts with light that we truly might know the hope to which we have been called. Amen. And how glorious is the inheritance of the saints. Amen. You're set apart, born-again people. Lord, that they even realize that they are saints. Flood. We zip open our hearts, Lord. And we ask you to just flood light inside of them that we might have revelation, knowledge, and understanding of what, how to apply this to our lives continuously. Okay, so the one thing holding Christians, and, you know, we were talking about some, uh, holding Christians is in bondage is our lack of knowledge of righteousness. So I would put up 2 Corinthians 5, Verse 17 and then 21, and just put it out of the uh, King James Version. I'll tell you what, but while he's doing that, uh, righteousness is the ability to stand in the presence of the Father God without any guilt or inferiority once you are born again. So, 2 Corinthians 5.21 and 5.17, we should know this by heart. If any man... Be in Christ, uh, the King James Version. Yeah. King James Version. Yeah. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new in your spirit. Not on the outside necessarily, but in the spirit. And that gives you the power for it to come. It comes from the inside out. Okay? So then 21. Verse 21, <laughs> for he, okay, the way it says it though, he made Jesus, God the Father made Jesus to be sin for us. You know, it sounds like who knew no sin is us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I taught a lot of English and that isn't who it is. It's Jesus. I like to say it like this, Jesus who never knew any sin became sin for us. Why? Now read the end of it. That we might be made, made, not try to work for it. Like, like he was saying, you can't work for that. You are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus the second you become born again. He, you know what? It, it was a great exchange. He said, hey, I'll give you my, God the Father told me, I give you my righteousness. And I'll take your sins in exchange. Whoa. 
He got the raw end of the bargain, however he wanted to do it. And God the Father asked him to do it. So just think, I mean, he took your sins and he made you righteous. Righteousness is the ability to once again stand in the presence of the Father without shame or without guilt or without condemnation. Okay, so, I mean, you know, we haven't talked about this. It, it's, and it's not a goody-goody two-shoes way <laughs> of acting. That's called holiness. I mean, I shouldn't say goody-goody because we all need to be holy and we need to act holy. But it's not how, it's not how you act, but because of religion, we confuse righteousness with holiness. And I'm talking about religion that isn't teaching right. Okay, righteousness is what you are, what you have been born into when you got born again. You can't even help it. The second you get born again, you're made righteous, whether you know it or not, whether you, whether you uh, put it into practice. You see, you receive it by faith. You are righteous, and you are born into the family of God. And it's a free gift promised by God at Calvary through the blood of Jesus, through the grace. I mean, even the songs were perfect today. You know, and it's not the way you act. Holiness, though, is the way you act. But righteousness will make you holy. And, okay, the whole thing about righteousness is, is that you, you have to know who you are in Christ. Start, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Guess what it says then in 1 John 4. So 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 1 John 4, 17 says at the end of the ver verse, as God is, so am I in this world. I mean, when I read that, as God is, so am I in this world. Yeah, you are. God lives in you. He made you righteous. And that qualifies you for healing. That qualifies, I mean, I can't talk either. Because, I mean, I have things that, you know, but you know what? I've been studying this more, and, and I, I knew it, but more and more revelation knowledge is coming to a higher degree so that we're understanding what, what this really is. Now, see if I asked you, are, are you a man or woman? Mike? You're a man. How did you get to be a man? That's right. You were born that way. <laughs> Are you righteous? Yeah. Why? You were born that, again that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, you were born that way. <laughs> and when you become, you, you born again, you're declared righteous. Now, it doesn't include the instructions on how to do something to become righteous. It doesn't. You plain are righteous. The, in, in fact, the more we talk about sin, the more it, it, you sin. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're capable of it because your flesh wants to come out and sin. Do you see that? But, but your spirit 
is righteous. The more you talk about who I am in Christ, as God is, so am I. I am the righteousness of God. You need to repeat these things. We're in an era where we need to know who we are in Christ and what he did for us on that cross. It's just like it isn't something we should even cry about. We need to rejoice because he, what he did for us. You know, all I was, okay, I want to just tell, if somebody doesn't know me, we were in a denominational church for 40 years. I'm not putting down any, anything, but I wasn't born again. I never heard it. Nobody told me I had to be. They didn't know it either, so I don't get mad at them. They can't help it. And, but see, then I got born again and spirit-filled immediately and by the Lord himself because I didn't know what it was. And it's so different. It's so, so, so different. That's why I call. You, you, we, God did everything for us. <laughs> See, we're born again. We're declared righteous by the word of God through faith and belief in Jesus Christ and his blood. Now, here's what I want to tell you. He was talking about the trials. And I have had, you know, we've had speakers here. And I'm going to make this fast because it's a little late. But um, <laughs> trials. Woo, the last four months. What, what one of them said was we were going to go through a new door. That we're going higher. Well, ever since that hit, it's been like hell on earth. <laughs> I just say, I mean, it's been a little tough. <laughs> there was a point where, uh, you know, uh, just even diagnosis in my body and stuff. And I honestly, for a while, you know, I told you, please, I, I need you to carry my stuff because I didn't trust myself. And, and it was, I was off balance because this is bone to bone, bone to bone, <laughs> bone to bone, <laughs> bone to bone, <laughs> bone to bone, <laughs> all over the place. Okay. That's all right. You know what? But it was just, I could hardly move off the chair, but I was still doing it, not saying nothing. Now I feel lots, I mean, I don't know what, cause, but I'm believing in a miracle. <laughs> Although I have, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say the rest of that. But anyway, it's, mm. when you are going through a new door, the first thing that the enemy wants to attack is your righteousness. And so what happens? <laughs> See, the righteousness, let me say a little more about righteousness. He'll make you sin conscious because he's called the accuser of the brethren. He's called the accuser of the brethren. And I've never gone, I, I don't, I mean, you know, off and on, that'll come, especially because I had that way back, oh, you're so stupid. You know, I'll hear that. You've got to, Nancy Dufresne has been talking, like they said, it's my pastor. She's on Kenneth Copeland's every single day. She's in 186 countries. Uh, there's, I don't know how many million homes that are, that she's alive in, get taking that. Talking about a sound mind. 
And see, we have got to control our thoughts. It seemed like the more I was studying that, we've even gone through a Bible study two times in the sound, disciplined mind. <laughs> this time, there's much more revelation knowledge of it. But he will try to test you with that very thing. And the, and the thoughts or the, the words that would come in. Or then he'll get somebody to say something to you that puts you down. And you know, Ashley... Those are the very things that affect your bones. There's lots of scriptures because of my diagnosis. I've, I've, I see lots of scriptures that talk about how you had to fight that. And sometimes things come away from your childhood or you heard stuff, you know, about yourself. But he is the accuser of the brethren. And it'll tell you, you're not getting anywhere. You're no good for those people. You need to quit. Blah, 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 blah. Fighting that. But that's why all the more you have to know who you are in Christ. And, you know, we've got sheets of it here, right? Don't we passed out sheets. I want to tell you something. All of you are going to be used in these last days. And you're going to be bold. You're going to be strong. For those of you who don't know, I'm almost 83 years old. January 1st, I'll be 83. Okay. You've got to be bold. You've got to be strong. And I want to finish my race. God doesn't want us to finish our race in a wheelchair or sick in bed and dying. Uh-uh. He wants us to still be running the race in faith, in abundance, and good health because he gave it all to us. He did. And a sound mind. <laughs> but see, we're supposed to go through a new door. And a new door. And it says, in fact, well, let's see. It's um, first Corinthians. It's, no, it's First Corinthians 15, 9. 16, 16, 9. Would you put that up there? I think See, he'll try to talk trash to you and rehash trash. He will to your mind. Now, here's what it says. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. Paul said that. And there are many adversaries at the door. And they're trying to stop you. See, here's the door. And they're right there. And so all these little things, don't think it's strange, brethren, that the fiery trials, that's 1 Peter 4.12. Don't think it's strange. Why don't you put that up? 1 Peter 4.12. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Beloved, not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. It's fiery trials come against you to stop you from the plan that God had for you. I'm telling you, folks, you can tell by what's going on in the world system that there are things happening in, in, in all over. But there's going to be a great revival. 
And God's going to use you in it. And he wants his body whole and healed. Because no pastors, no fivefold ministry can handle that. You've all got to be used in it. So there's fiery trials because a strange thing happened to you. So you, you, get, you get a word, you know, uh, this church is going higher. We're going to go through new doors. And pretty soon, the enemy knows that and tries to stop you. But be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's another one. That's Ephesians 6.10. Somebody said something to me once, and it hurt like crazy. <laughs> Went into the office, and they told me 10 things that I was doing wrong. You know, and, and you know what? I, I, that isn't, I didn't have no idea that's what they were going to do. And so I had to say, I bet you I said a hundred times, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Over and over and over, all night long. Because I wasn't, you can just go, oh, I so give up. No, you, 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 you got to get strong in the Lord. Now, let's just say there's a storm or like a severe hail, like it comes here, or a tornado or maybe even a, a snowstorm where it's way one time was up to the garage door at our, uh, we live out in the country. <laughs> and maybe your house looks intact, but you would probably check it, like if it was a tornado, to see if the foundation was still intact. Okay, so, or, or the shingles or whatever. Now, in tests from the enemy and in trials in life, so all of a sudden, I'm, you know, diagnosed with all this stuff, and, and that doesn't make you feel good. <laughs> and then the symptoms get so strong, and one, but see, that's thoughts. Because honest to God, when I did, I thought, no, I'm not going to think of it anymore. But it took me a while. You know, I mean, but I just kept standing up here and not saying anything. I would even, <laughs> it was like I was stuck in the bones, honestly. Okay, so in trials and life, we've got to check if the foundation that we were raised up on and all the things that we knew and the revelation knowledge that we have, is it still intact? Just like you would your house. See, see Jesus became sin for us so we could have the righteousness of God. And what he attacks is our righteousness. Because he's the accuser of the brethren. And it put up 2 Corinthians 2.11. And all these scriptures go together. 2 Corinthians 2.11. Um, okay, lest Satan should get advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, he uses devices, strategies. Makes me think, of everybody ever heard of the game Stratego? Stratego, I don't know how you pronounce it, Stratego. Okay, he uses a strategy like that. And that's called wiles, devices, deception. Deception can come into anybody the most famous preacher in the world. It can. 
when the enemy attacks and he uses, and, and the demons are real. <laughs> because, see, Jesus took the advantage over Satan. So he's trying to get that advantage back. And you've got to be aware of it. Paul warns us to, to be watchful and check things after a test or a trial and be aware of the devices that he tries to launch. Ephesians 4.27, I'll just give you the, neither give place to the devil. Sometimes you don't even know you're giving place to the devil. But we can give him a place and, you know, not even realize it. And he does it by deception. So just remember, the devil can do anything he wants to do without deception. But he can, he's the accuser of the brethren, and he'll talk a bunch of trash. <laughs> do you know what? I, I wrote these notes. I went and took a lot, nap. I got it from the nap, and I was telling her the very first thing I, I said, oh, sometimes you are so stupid. You have been so stupid. I went, oh, my gosh. I had all those notes, and I went to bed or took a nap happy, and I got right back up. And I mean, after an hour about, <laughs> and I, I was, and I was repeating the trash. He was trying to see it was half as, you know, out of it. Be, and all of a sudden I recognized, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Anybody do that? Be, be aware. He'll condemn you. And you know what? He'll put you down. And even the put down can come through others. And what it does, it starts to bring wrong thoughts to you. See, the battleground of Satan is your mind. And it could be about yourself, ourselves, or others. We are judging or gossiping starts, lying, jealousy, strife, anger. Sure enough, something happened. Somebody got offended by me just the other day. Or unforgiveness. <laughs> You know, and you're, you are convinced. You almost go, well, almost hate can almost come in you, which is what? <laughs> we love God. Do you see what I mean? Or you become bitter. And yet we're to walk in love, we're to forgive. And so we need to check our foundations. Where are we at? <laughs> Because if even one of these are presents, we need to fix it. Yes. And that, that's deception. The act of causing someone to accept as true or valid, which is really false or invalid. Trickery. It's fraud. And deception starts in your soul. Now, your spirit is the thing where Jesus comes to live. That's where you're born again. And your soul, though, is your mind, your mind, your will, which you have to have the will of God, which most of us do our own will, <laughs> and our emotions. And your emotions can get real cuckoo, especially ladies. <laughs> now, remember, the devil's battleground is the mind. And that's why we've got to be aware of wrong, evil thoughts and answer them out loud as Jesus did with the devil. 
See, and that's what Nancy Dufresne's teaching. As soon as you figure out that that thought came to you, sometimes you don't even recognize it. You have to say, like Jesus did to the devil, it is written out loud. But see, we got to know something. It is written. You might just say, I'm the righteousness of God. Get out of here. But here, here's the good news. If we were deceived and the devil took advantage of us, we can take it back. Or we can pick back up what we were believing for after we laid it down. We've always got a chance with God. That's, he's the God of mm, not one chance, two chance. He's the God of a million chances. He is. And remember, he's called the accuser. Accusations are a device. God never, anything that accuses you is not from God. Never, never, never. He does not accuse you. He took all your stuff. Even when you goof up, he does not accuse you or condemn you. He doesn't. Am I? Yeah. See, and if we're, if we're ignorant of that, we may yield to it. Because I used to. Because that's the way I was taught. And you, you start believing accusations about yourself. You do, or others. Oh, yeah, I've goofed up so many. He'll remind you. He'll start put, put the DVD in and play you this movie of how what you did and what you said. See, accusations are words, so we've got to grow up to be aware of when we think and speak wrongly about ourselves and others. And I want to tell you something. We have got to be strong in the face of offense. <laughs> oh, I could lay on the floor and cry. <laughs> but don't let yourself. No, 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 no. It's in, you got to be strong because that's just what he wants you to do. See, it's important to, to hold to being established in your righteousness. No, say it, folks. I can give you, we can give you sheets. If you want to start out that way, of who you are in Christ, man, you know, Ephesians 1.3 says, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Well, that isn't, I, I actually always, oh yeah, well, let's see, most people think when I get to heaven, I'll be blessed. No, you know what? There's another translation, and you know what it says? It says, everything that heaven enjoys, everything that heaven already enjoys is ours. There is no strife. There is no depression. There is no sickness, no pain, none of it. Oppression, lack, whatever. All the, the bad stuff in heaven. And it says, now see, this is the whole thing. A lot of people don't know this. Colossians 1.13 says, the second we were born again, we were translated by God from the kingdom of darkness. Translated. One of them says, remember, Sherry, you, she actually drew a picture of it. And we were conveyed, like on a conveyor belt. <laughs> and she showed you we were over here in this dark place. And then we went through this tunnel thing. I think that's what a tunnel thing. 
do, 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 on the conveyor belt, do, 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 do. And it's like, whoo, I need sunglasses. <laughs> and it, you, you are, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. Check it out. Say Colossians 1.13. And you know what? The kingdom, that's, that's the kingdom of heaven. And God actually said everything that heaven already enjoys is ours because of the blood of Jesus. Because what he did for us on the cross. Even then, I was meditating on that one day and I went, oh. I, I learned, you know, we had to memorize the Our Father. Oh, well, it's really the Lord's Prayer. Other people call it. We call it the Our Father. Okay. So, so um, and it says, it says, thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. That's the same thing. You get it? He wants everything, the will of heaven, thy will be done on this earth. As it is in heaven. Then it says, is it Philippians 3.20? That we are citizens of heaven. We're literally an ambassadors on this earth. We're citizens already. We belong to a new nation. I got all these scriptures down, but I don't have time. We belong to a new nation that will never end. All the nations on the earth are going to go, including the United States someday but not the nation of Christians. <laughs> we're we're do a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You know that scripture? Ken Hartman, where is it? What? 1 Peter 2.9. Put that up out of the Amplified. See, see, if you say those things and you put those things together, you start to know who you are in Christ. You know what, though? I knew all those things. You can get attacked really bad, though. I will say that. And this is one of the reasons, though, you've got to stay full of the Word. You've got to get into the Word. If you're a Christian and you never read the Word, you won't, you won't make it. You read the Word of God. I remember we, we were, I went with somebody to a school to apply to a, a Christian school. And, that, and uh, they said, do you teach the word here? And he said, word? What's the word? They didn't even know what we were talking about. And then she said, the Bible. Oh, oh. But they didn't understand. The word of God. And it, it says, okay, John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word is God. Every word. It, it's, it's, it's him. And, and, so, see, oh boy. So, uh, but we have to learn who we are in Christ. And this is what she's saying, a sound, disciplined mind. And the reason she knows this is because she went through a lot. I always kept saying that to everybody because people are eating this up. She sold thousands and thousands of those books now. All of a sudden, the whole world wants them. <laughs> because, because it is helping. You don't have to have schizophrenia or any of it. 
you've got to have a sound. God actually gave us a sound, disciplined mind. Okay, look at this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased. He paid for you with his blood. Special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him. Where in heaven? Where are you going to display those wonderful perfections and those the deeds that God right here so that people want him too? Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. There's just... Jesus exchanged his righteousness for our sins. And so don't even waver in the storms of life. Say no to and do not be swayed. I've been there. You could be just like, oh, I'm crushed by what was said or what was done or, or something like that. And just like that, you could step out of it. Because God is with you. You can you can snap out of it. <laughs> Victory is mine. See, at, answer those accusations. They're from the devil. And they can come through people. They can come through your beloved wife or your beloved husband or your beloved kids. <laughs> but just know that they're being used. Don't get mad at them. Forgive them. See, but you've got to know something, just like Jesus did. It is written. You say, just a minute, I've got to look, I've got to look up some scriptures. What are you going to look up scriptures when there's a car accident? No. Come on. You know, we've got to fill ourselves with it ahead of time. But you know what? We've inherited all this stuff from Jesus' death on the cross. He did it for us. What was the sense of it if we're not ever going to use it? And we just act, we get born again, even spirit-filled, and we act like the world system. We're out of the world system. And we can do it. So see, but the first thing we start with is 1 John 1.9. And you can put that up there too. This is one you should know by heart though too. If I, conf if I confess my sins, who do we confess to? If I confess my sins, if I'm really uh, honest with myself, he is faithful. He's faithful. He is just. Not like what's going on in the United States right now. He is faithful and just to forgive me, just like that, and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And immediately your righteousness with God is restored. But that's one thing you've got to be honest with yourself. So this is another thing. Sometimes you've got to forgive yourself. Now, because of the way I was raised and the denomination I came from, uh, I, w I would take, I still fight that. I keep going over it and over it and over it. 
One time, it was like I heard, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't hear an audible voice, but it was like, stop it. <laughs> you asked for forgiveness and I forgave you. Stop bringing it up. There's a scripture in, um, what is it? Uh, one of the little, little prophets, um, and it says that the Lord throws your sins into a sea of forgetfulness. Anybody know where it's at? Where? Micah. Micah, that's it. Micah. <laughs> yeah. See, so don't, don't keep it for a week and keep thinking about it and asking for forgiveness over and over. Once it's done, it's done. See, you do it by faith. Faith does not go by feelings. Amen? See, that, that's the whole thing with any of this. See, don't live under a cloud one second longer. As the devil is still trying to accuse you or others so he can get an advantage over you. Close the door on him. Be, be aware of it. Okay, so, um, okay, I'm going to... You should see, I must have 10 pages notes, plus a whole bunch of other ones. But we'll, we'll continue on this. Um, because uh, let's go and I'll end on this. Philippians 3, 9 and 10. Do the King James Version. And then at, um, a little bit of, the, I'll tell you when to do the Amplified on verse 10. And that we be found on him, not having our own righteousness. It's not our own righteousness. I get that. Not your own righteousness, which is of the law. Right? Jesus fulfilled the law on the cross. But that which is through faith, faith believes, just believes God, trusts him. Which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Faith is huge. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, who gets born again, must believe that God is. And that he is a rewarder. How do you find out? Through all the scriptures. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, if you never look in the Bible, that's not diligence. You've got to seek him. See, all of a sudden, I get that one scripture. You know, we've been translated, and I start thinking. I went, oh, oh, Ephesians 1.3 goes with that. Oh, <laughs> is it, uh, Matthew uh, 6.10 goes with that. That, that's the Lord's Prayer. You know, and see, all these scriptures come together and I go, wow. See, and that's where you start to understand the scriptures. You go, oh, that one way back in the Old Testament goes with this. <laughs> see, that's when, that's when you start getting the faith in Christ. And, and you know the scriptures, read the word. We can't make it without the word. It gives you your strength. 
prayer is not even any good unless you're using the word in prayer either. And you got to know the word. God wants to hear his word. You don't pray with saying, oh, Lord. Uh, you know, it's it. There was a family killed, and I went to a prayer meeting, and he said, Lord, this whole family got killed. He knew it. He already knew it. I mean, that isn't what you pray. I mean, let's, let's pray for the people coming to the funeral. A family of six got killed in a car accident. It was horrible. And Lord, you know, send angels to console them. You know, put your loving arms around them. Give them the peace of God. That's how to pray. That's what else can you do? May, may through their death, Lord, may they come to know you as their Lord and Savior. You know, other people. Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't tell him the problem. He already knows it. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, verse 10, out of the King James. That we may know him and the power of his resurrection. What did he do for us? There's power in the resurrection. He did a lot. In that resurrection is when we got all this stuff. Because God raised him from the dead. And the fellowship of his sufferings. You know what? He, not, not just the skin outward sufferings. The sufferings that he went through. He was offended. He was, he was defiled. It says 600 soldiers hit him on the head, spit him on the... In the we don't even know the impact. By the Greek, they, they could tell that there was a whole regiment, which was four to 600 soldiers, walked past him, hit him on the head, and he already had thorns in there. Hit those thorns. I mean, things like that humiliated him, stripped him naked. That's humiliation. And he, he, and the fellowship of his sufferings. And see, those sufferings sometimes are when we get accused and we take it personal, we're offended, hurt. I've been hurt many times, and I'm still, you feel that hurt. We've got feelings because God gave us feelings, you know, but you have to be strong. Move out of them and forgive. It ain't always easy. <laughs> but I've been there and done it. <laughs> that's why, that's one thing I know they taught at that Bible school. Is she used to come back and say, Okay, oh, this horrible thing happened. Victory is mine. Oh, I know you might go, victory is mine. 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 And you keep doing it, and you get happy. <laughs> he, he hates it. Okay, so uh, put the latter part of verse 10 out of the amp. I'll just put the whole thing up. Let's see. Um, and see, okay. You see where it has a, a parenthesis? Well, anyway, a little bracket. Okay, I call them parentheses. Okay, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers. And that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness and even to his death in the hope. Does it keep going? Go ahead. 
that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me up from among the dead, even while I'm in the body. When all that stuff happens to you, it can lift you out of that if you are strong enough in the Lord. Been there, done that, been there. <laughs> you know, one day I've been there, done that. The other day I've been there and went down. <laughs> you know, okay. But see, we can do it. The more we get to know who we are, the more we fight this and realize what's happening, the further you go up, the more you're going to have some sufferings. You are. You're going to get persecuted from other people, too. You don't believe what you're doing. <laughs> but you keep looking. Always put God first. No relative. No spouse. No child comes before him. If you put him first, he'll take care of them. He'll take care of the spouse. He'll take care of the child. He'll take care of the relative. I've seen it happen. You've got to put God first or you're in idol worship. <laughs> it's the truth. He ain't my first. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and he says the same thing. Okay, so keep going. Not that I have attained this ideal, Paul said this. He didn't, he didn't get there yet or have already been made perfect, but I press. I press on. Remember sometimes I said, okay, I'm in a boat that's sinking. Here's a shark. And there's a boat trying to come and rescue me, but it's on the other side of the shark. And so I got to, I got to press. I don't want to fall over, <laughs> but reach, reach, reach so I can get in there without the shark going. <laughs> you, that's how hard you press. But I mean press in the spirit, press with God. Folks, I'm telling you, you can do it. If I could do it, you could do it. <laughs> press on to lay hold of grasp it and make it my own make righteousness it is your own make it who you are that whoops i didn't read the whole thing that for which christ jesus the messiah has laid hold of me and made me his own he owns us he bought us with the price of the blood okay keep going I do not consider, brethren, that I've captured it and made it my own. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, I forget what lies behind me. See, because that's where the accuser of the brethren will come. He'll try, he will, that's where he'll come. You remember this, and you remember, you remember this. See, you're like a computer. Everything is, uh, is stored in your brain. Everything you've ever seen. Sometimes things will come up and you go, where'd that come from? Was stored in there. It could have been when you were little. And it could have been a hurt. And um, so I forget what lies behind and I strain. See, that's the same thing as the press. I'm straining to save my life from the shark. <laughs> I strain forward to what lies ahead. Now, it says, and I'll, I'll end, honestly, I said I was going to end, I'm going to close this up and end. 
Hebrews. Wait a minute. Now I'm like Hebrews. Let me see if this is right. Hebrews 12, 9? Yeah. No, it's about. Oh, no. Okay. It's 9, 12. Hebrews 9, 12, out of the Amplified. Okay, only the blood, only the blood of Jesus can, can get rid of that. It, he will get rid of it for you. But I'm telling you, like Tony was talking about, see, we were talking about, like last week, four different kinds of giving. But if you don't tithe, the other three, if you give alms, you don't get nothing. <laughs> And even if you do, you get dollar for dollar. But otherwise, you get zero. It'll probably take from you. You have to tithe first. You have to trust him enough to tithe. I'm not saying that because I want money. We tithe. And then, you know, your seed planted above the tithe is where the big bucks come in. Not that I'm... But we need them for... Um, okay. He went once and for all into the Holy of Holies of heaven. There's a Holy of Holies there. Not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves, by which to make reconciliation between God and men, but his own blood, having found and secured a complete redemption, an everlasting release for us. We can have even... Accuser of the brethren. You know what? Pretend like the blood of Jesus goes over your mind. If you're really plagued with that, or there's a hurt inside of you, go on to the next verse. For if the mere sprinkling of unholy and defiled persons with blood of goats, they sprinkle with the blood, and bulls, and with the ashes of a burnt heifer was sufficient for purification of the body. Keep going. How much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by virtue of his eternal spirit, his own pre-existent divine personality, he came to the earth as a man just like us, has offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God. Purify your conscience when accusations come. The blood of Jesus purifies. Lord, I put the blood of Jesus over my mind because I'm going cuckoo. And he knows it. I'm thinking negative. You know, or something you're really thinking negative because you're really down and out. I, I've been there. Not too long ago, just the other day. <laughs> that blood can purify. You know why? Your conscience is is like in your subconscious. It's in your soul. And that's why you don't always detect that. But he has, he has put the blood on your conscience too. You are the righteousness of God because you received him. And there's no doubt about it. He will 
purify our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God. We think, oh, it's going to be by works. we got to do all these works. Oh, God, I, I did all this stuff. Now i got to do all this other stuff. Yep. I will tell you this much. If you really love God, though, yeah. you, want to, you want to act. Yeah. You want to do works. Yeah. Man, I, I'll tell you. Yeah. First, the second I got born again and good, we went to a church in Omaha. I said, what can I do? <laughs> I'll clean the toilets, okay. I'll, I, did, I did every ministry there was in the ministry of helps. In all honesty, I did. And you, you want to do it. Because I thought, oh my gosh, I can serve God? Oh, it was like, wow. <laughs> you want to do anything for him because you love him. See, is, is our Christianity real? I trust him with all my heart. We stepped out from a church of 30 people. Still don't have that many. From this little, <laughs> it's across from the airport. It's a Spanish church. And that's, that's where we were. And we went into this big one <laughs> where the utility bills are hardly ever under $2,000. <laughs> Sometimes in this, when it's not too bad out, Everybody says, they ain't going to make it. They ain't going to make it. Well, we made it, and we paid it off. And we've never, ever not had the money for the utility bill. Never. <laughs> never. We paved the parking lot and paid it off. Well, now we have this. We just got, you know, the air conditioner and, and uh, heating unit, the coils. It, it's a combination because it's a boiler system. But uh, we had to get a brand new 40-ton air conditioner. It was $61,000. And you know what? The money came. <laughs> We're still going to own 15000 when it's all put in for labor. But God will bring it. <laughs> he will. So, I mean, you know what? Think about the things I said today. Don't be aware of accusations because he's trying to stop you from rising higher. Amen. I'm going to be quiet. Okay. So we got one more thing to do, and I'll just uh, share it. Yeah, you can come up here. <laughs>